0: Most exciting sport in the world. NASCAR. NASCAR. It's not an opinion, it's fact. And we're fanatics. This is the Behind the Wall Podcast, brought to you by Behind the Wall Media. If it's race recaps, previews, driver news, results, schedules, and anything else NASCAR, we are your premier podcast. Flying by the seat of our pants, the Behind the Wall Podcast, with your host, Henry Hobbs, Josh Slate, Adam Thomas and Jay Young. I'd rather fake it till I make it than make it. Yeah, I'd rather fake it until I make it than
1: just get me.
2: Welcome back to the Behind the Wall Podcast. What a weekend! What a race! And what a Monday and Tuesday Because we've got some insane news But I do want to start the podcast off With a couple rest in pieces Rest in peace To the second race of Pocono Because that's going to be gone in 2022 Rest in peace To the Clash at Daytona Because that's going to LA In the Coliseum We're going to have to see how that works out Because I have no idea What the feel of that track is going to be But what a move by NASCAR in that one And finally A big old rip to the richmond playoff going race didn't last very long but they're back to the right ra- they're yeah i guess back to the regular season with no cutoff race implications it's a tough day for richmond fans no oh and expression. they're both during the day too so i don't no understand that one either but a lot of a lot of rips a lot I of rips how, how do y'all feel about all these uh, big changes to the schedule next season
1: uh yeah it's crazy i I don't really, I'm not upset too much about Richmond not being in the playoffs. Um, I'm just upset that it is two-day races. I think uh, I loved it when it was two-night races in this past year. We had a day and a night, and uh, I wish it was at least one day and one night. But two-day races, I think it's going to be a huge letdown, as well as the fact that I just miss Old Richmond being the uh, cutoff race to the playoffs, uh, last chance to get in. It created a lot of drama and honestly drama is what richmond needs at the moment so i could see that being a quick fix to make richmond one of the best tracks on the circuit again but uh i guess i'll just be holding out hope now to see how the next gen races at richmond hopefully it attracts more interest again and they can uh get back to some premier dates i think
2: the next gen is the last hope for richmond with two dates
1: i hate to say it but yeah i mean it's sad because you know richmond's a short track i want as many short tracks as possible on this on the circuit but if it keeps racing and you know not really doing to expectations and it's i mean it's something has to change so it would really be a shame if it lost a date permanently um i really hope the next gen race is well there
3: however i am just excited to see how in the world we are going to fit a racetrack, into the Coliseum.
2: Well, they do it at Bowman Gray. With 25.
3: Gray. S- say that again?
2: They do it at Bowman Gray. Adam doesn't know yeah, Bowman know. Gray. No. All right, Ben, go ahead and educate Adam on <laughs> Bowman
3: Gray. Take the soundboard <laughs> away from Henry. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: It's a, a short track inside a stadium, and I believe Winston Salem, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's a football field in the middle, so it's basically the same setup,
0: just a little bit smaller. And I think it's a great idea for the clash. I'm well, just not too big of a fan of it going to LA. I think it's good that they're yeah, they're doing it
2: on an ex, for an exhibition race. They're not throwing a points paying race there because you know an exhibition race can flop, and then you're not obligated to race there the next season and it's, you know, less, and less stress.
0: I guess it's also end. reviving. Let's be honest. Though. It's been kind of a dying event with the clash. So I guess it'll bring a lot of hype to it, but I don't know. I feel like yeah, uh, I'm all for, I'm mood. all for racing in a football stadium. Just, just not that one. I'd rather them go on to like somewhere like Miami, maybe instead. Ooh. I'll go
1: out on a limb and Big say, nose. I think the Clash will be interesting just because as an exhibition race, it gives NASCAR just a free chance just to try new with things. So, I mean, it's kind of cool. It honestly reminds me of stadium racing. I don't know if you ever went to that, Henry, at uh, the Richmond Coliseum where they just race those little uh, tiny – Yeah, arena racing. Sorry. Uh, I always thought that was pretty cool. And uh, I don't know if it will be quite the same, but I think it will be interesting just give NASCAR a, a chance to uh, – you know, try some different things. And then, you know, like you said, if it flops, it flops. But uh, I think it's a cool start to the season. I'd honestly be curious, though, if they're going to tear up a bunch of next-gen cars potentially there, if they're just going to run 100%. the old Gen 6s and send the Gen Six
0: off on a goodbye like that.
3: No, it's going to be uh, – it, Imagine a demolition derby. Yeah, They've got to debut the new 6. car.
0: Yeah. They have I all think... this hype about this tr- – They have all the hype about it being great on short tracks. So they got to try it here.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be interesting because they might be setting up the clash to be a rotating event to where it's at a different track every year. But they could do it to where they put it on a track that they don't normally race at. So you can send them to, uh, uh, you know, this, this might be the revival for Rockingham.
1: North Wilkesboro. Or, I Fly. mean, maybe the surface isn't ready, but, you know, send some old Gen 6 cars there as a final send off and then do an exhibition race there and see what the fans think.
2: They should do uh, if they were gonna use the Gen Six cars. They should do that, uh, Robbie Gordon Stadium truck course for the Gen Six cars with the jump.
1: Or heck, they—I mean, they could have even had a chance to run it like Eldora or something. But uh, I think the situation with Tony Stewart running his SRX series there kind of has put Eldora off NASCAR's radar.
2: Yeah, I'm still shocked that Adam didn't know what Bowman Gray is. Never heard of it.
1: I'll He's be honest. NASA I've heard fan. of Bowman Gray. I've heard of Bowman Gray, but I don't know. I never knew like really what it was. I've just
0: heard of it. It's like the closest well, thing to the Dodge Raceway from the old EA Sports games.
2: Dude, that that raceway was the greatest. Oh, best hitting like under on. the stands. Yes. Holy cow, that was really
0: cool. So that's why I'm I am race... just saying that's right. uh, what the LA Coliseum reminds you of the most now too, just because it's gonna be so, a pretty, uh, big grandstand run with it.
3: I got a question. Answer. Besides the LA Coliseum, obviously, what grass stadium would you alternatively like to have the clash at?
2: Uh, I'd
0: say hard rock Send it to in a baseball,
2: baseball stadium. But like run it on the warning track. like Obviously, extend the warning track a little bit, but I think the diamond type or. The acorn. I guess it's an acorn shape.
3: You can make a mini Pocono.
2: Oh, rest in peace. Too soon.
3: <laughs> Too soon. Sorry. They can have a. They can have three races in
2: one year. Fenway Park. Ooh. It's my my pick, Jay.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, a stadium is just a stadium. Maybe Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. Grass, uh, Grass grass what do you mean
3: like it's turf
2: there
1: uh so. whatever
3: well you can't put a nascar track on top of turf
2: well it could work it could at like the brave stadium too are you gonna are you gonna race on the on the grass like what well, no what is, you gotta what is put grass to on this? the surface well, you'd kill all the
1: grass right i mean yeah. turfs are place are fine
2: <laughs> i mean they, they put dirt and bins they've they do monster truck or monster jam has it yeah there. But they, yeah
1: so, how big is the LA Coliseum? Like, how big of a track are we talking? Uh,
0: a quarter mile. I, I think no they idea. said a third of a mile. Holy cow. Well, 25
1: the cars. On only like
0: 20 ish cars anyway, right? 25, yeah. Yeah. according
3: to Bob Pockrus. How do you qualify for the
0: crash now? Is it just playoff drivers or race winners or what? Uh, race race winners, winners, and pole winners, stage winners. Oh, okay. I'll doing the days stages. days to... just be the pole winners.
2: Yeah, but since they don't have legit qualifying, well, yeah. you don't have like ten cars in.
1: I'm so happy. Do is it confirmed qualifying will be back next year? Yeah. Okay.
2: Good. Thank God. I think. Well, since we're on the topic of scheduling, I'll go ahead and just talk about my beef with this upcoming NASCAR schedule. And you know, for the most part, it's it's basically the same as next year. They're adding Gateway uh, instead of the second Pocono race. Uh, I think my biggest beef with it is that you've got two Richmond day races, which is not, you know, it, it's going to provide good racing. Uh, That's what Josh said. Uh, I I agree with him to an extent on that. However, it's Richmond. I think the fans around Richmond are really uh, they're trained for the night race. And that's, that's what everyone grew up going to. That's what I grew up going to. So I think it's, it's interesting and kind of disappointing that it's not a night race. So I think the, the, the TV rating standpoint will probably not change too much with it being on Sunday instead of Saturday night. But uh, getting fans in the stands, that's, that's going to be an issue, and I'm curious to see what Dennis Bickmeyer and all the people out at Richmond are going f- to do to fill the stands because I, I just don't see them filling the stands to the capacity that we saw Saturday night uh, with the day races. So that's one one of my major beefs with this with this schedule change. Second of all, uh, one off weekend, that's kind of kind of ridiculous. They're racing Easter weekend, which also you know it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, but also for the sake of the teams and the uh, the families, I mean, being gone every single weekend from February till November sixth, that's going to be that's that's quite the. That's quite the quite the schedule there, and I don't truly understand it. It would make sense if they had more night races because with practice and qualifying being back next year, it it, it would be a quick one two day sh- or yeah two day show. Uh, but for them to have all these Sunday races, they're there the entire weekend, so you really don't get a, a Sunday to hang out with a family or whatnot. So I think uh, overall, I'm not. I would not say um. Uh, pissed off about the schedule i'm disappointed with it i still think it's going to be a good season a lot of different i i I won't say different tracks but uh great tracks on there maybe one or two less road courses i would get rid of circuit uh not circuit of the americas uh, road america uh but the bristol night race on dirt that's gonna be fun
1: so who's what track is running on easter
2: Bristol uh, Dirt. That would
1: be, Bristol Dirt. Yeah, Bristol. Yeah. So wait, is it two Bristol Dirt events? No, no just the one, on, one. But it's running Easter Sunday night? Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand why not just run it on Saturday night. Because uh there for the longest time there was two days NASCAR never ran. It was like Easter and Mother's Day. They would always Yeah, we got both. Yeah. So I mean I'm not super upset about that. Um but you know, I to
0: Sunday night on network TV could be a big hit, though.
1: It could. I mean, there's if you think about it, there's nothing else really going on that because I don't know if – will baseball be on by then? Will Maybe Sunday be? night
0: baseball, but unless it's Other like Red Sox-Yankees, I'm sure Bristol Dirt at night could beat, the, beat a random baseball game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, if NASCAR doesn't – if Fox doesn't run it on Big Fox that night – you know uh, non-cable then they fumbled the bag there um (laughs) oh yeah big fun because fumbled the easter basket because that is literal prime time tv slot right there like if they don't run that on regular fox then it's a mistake um but yeah i think i agree with you henry honestly i i didn't hate road america i thought it was a cool a cool track Uh, circuit of America's I'll give it another chance because it did get kind of ruined by the rain. So I'll give it another chance before I really judge it. But, uh, I honestly could do without Indianapolis road course. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, besides the track coming up, I don't know if they really could have predicted that. I just don't really see the need to run there. If we're not going to run the oval, I think the oval has more history and we just don't need that many road courses. And then uh, I guess the other thing that I was possibly looking forward to, but I didn't have any much hope for, was Nashville Fairgrounds. And I don't think it's going to be a while if they, if they make it back on the circuit um, just because they have to deal with all that crap going on with the homeowners around there.
2: They're running the uh, – they, they already released the, the TV schedule, so they're running the Bristol Dirt Race on speed.
0: On speed? What is yeah, that? Yeah, speed channel. Me and the one.
2: No, the the speed channel, the one that doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally joking.
0: <laughs> I was like, "What it is it, 2009? I thought you were just confused on them. <laughs> My bad.
2: No, the not the non-existent channel. Yeah, that's, that's the way NASCAR would do it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, but uh, no, nah, I was really, I was, I was holding a little bit of hope we'd see Nashville Fairgrounds this next year, but uh, it's, I think it's gonna be a while. It's just a shame because I think the track's ready for it, but. Uh, you know, Nashville, I'm uh, kind of the same as Circle of the Americas. Uh, I want to see how it runs with the next gen before I make a decision about Nashville. Um, I miss I missed two Dovers just for the nostalgia sake of it. But that being said, the past couple Dovers have been trashed. So uh, we'll see how the next gen races at Dover as well.
2: I want Chicagoland night back. Yes. So bad. Ooh.
1: And Kansas night. Dude, they took a Kansas yeah. night race away and I was so mad about that
2: such a great race.
1: It really is. Chicago and the problem was they always ran in Chicago during the day, but the last time they ran when Bowman killed it. Uh, it was it turned into a night race because of the rain delay and it was an awesome race, like what a surprise.
2: Yeah, who would have who would have thought?
1: Mhm. Adam, like they, how do you
2: feel about schedule?
1: Before Adam goes. Oh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, go
3: ahead. No, no, you already asserted yourself. Just get your well, thought out I of your was
1: going to say I was going to say Classic NASCAR, 2018, amazing finish Chicago. 2019, amazing finish of Chicago. Then they take it off the circuit.
3: Yeah. I mean, before you – I mean, Jay just went on a ramble right there. But my thing was I wanted Chicago night back. All right. And I was actually going to say the whole Richmond not at night thing. Two-day races when you can actually win the capability of running at night. Um, it just, it just really doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like night racing is what people really want. And Henry, you had a good point on it too. It basically eliminates almost the entire day at the track for, if you're especially are having one break in the entire season. So it's interesting. Um, I honestly didn't even look at it popped in my head. Are we doing Martinsville again at night? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that's good, at least. But I don't know.
0: Mixed emotion. They also... did make. Yeah. I think we could also use Atlanta having another night race again. I feel like yes. two day races isn't going isn't to bring in big crowds.
2: I've been a firm believer that if, if a track has lights, they should be running at least one night at race least a year. One. Yes.
0: Yes. And I think you Atlanta with the uh, hopeful super speedway look, that'll look great under the oh. lights if they can pull that off
1: fontana we all forget about fontana Fontana, i mean that's right i mean they have lights with the short
2: track now too
1: yeah i mean if they don't make that a night race that when they reconfigure it that is again fumbling the bag
2: yeah i just i wish i would i would love to have a crack at scheduling because I, i mean getting a night race at kansas homestead martinsville richmond uh chicago fontana You've got so many options there to, to cause essentially it creates a different race because you've got your day race, but then you've also got a night race. So it's going to be different conditions, different crowd, uh, the lights on the cars, the, sh- uh, the shine of the lights off the cars. I mean, it's the night racing is just, it's, it's something else. It's, it's one of the great, it's one of the things that makes NASCAR great. I love it. And I'm bummed that they're kind of getting away from that because understand nascar is a sport that was kind of born on sundays but you've got the capability to run at night. Nice, so why why not use the lights that you've spent millions of dollars putting up
1: and another thing to consider is uh other tv coverage like if you have like say this past weekend opening to, opening weekend in the nfl or a nascar race i mean most people are going to choose the nfl i mean even myself i might i'll
0: Naturally. probably switch
1: back and forth between it but that's why i'm glad nascar does recognize these dates and say, hey, let's run Saturday night because, you know, we're going to be competing with TV. And like it but, or not, TV ratings rule everything.
0: But next year, uh, the Kansas race for uh, – the Kansas Day race in the playoff is going head-to-head against the NFL opener. So I, I'm not sure how that one's going to hold up.
2: That's going to be terrible ratings.
1: Yeah, especially if Kansas City has a home game, and that'll be uh, something. And there goes the crowd then. Yes, yeah,
2: so and not- yeah, yep. the crowd's gonna be gone, the the ratings are gonna be iffy. I, I just I don't I'm not super pumped about that, but I do want to go ahead and run through the playoffs because they did switch up the order. Uh, Darlington starts it off again. Uh, Labor Day weekend, Kansas second round. That's replacing Richmond uh, in that slot. Bristol Night Race stays the same. Uh, you got Texas opening up the round of twelve. Talladega Charlotte Roval closes out the round of twelve. Uh, the round of eight. You got Las Vegas, Homestead, Miami, uh, that came from the regular season to the playoffs, and then you've got Martinsville, uh, once again, rounding out the round of eight and championship race once again at Phoenix. So, so one, they're, essentially, they're they're going all their chips in on Phoenix being the championship race.
1: It's not new this year, but I think they changed it last year. I'm a big fan of Martinsville being a cutoff race. I think that's it's the track's just designed to to race well as a cutoff race, especially for the championship For
0: I also think that round of eight is near perfect. Las Vegas is one of the best mile and a half. Homestead might be one of the best tracks and Martinsville for the end. I think you're just asking for a great round of eight with that. So yeah.
1: where's Texas lies? It, uh, just...
0: It's opening opening round of 12. Opening round and they have 12. the all-star race. Okay.
2: Yeah. I still... I'd be a fan of if they, all the cutoff races were on short tracks. So you had Richmond... First round, Bristol, second round, Martinsville, third round. That'd be fun.
1: I will say I I like the fact that they gave Tarlington two dates again because I like the Southern 500 being the opener to the playoffs. Really tough race. It really tests a lot of drivers, so I like that. But I like the fact that there's another date in the spring so you can still run the throwback weekend, have all the cool schemes and everything, and not really be focused on the playoffs instead of be focused on that throwback weekend.
2: Yeah, I, I like I like that move, just because you're able to keep the the excitement of the Southern 500 intact, and you've, you're also able to have the I, I'm going to call it gimmick, but it's not really a gimmick. But the spring race being the throwback weekend, which you know Kevin Harvick obviously didn't pay attention to because he ran a throwback for the uh, the the Southern 500. Uh, speaking of Kevin Harvick, though, what do y'all how do y'all feel about the Subway scheme?
0: I love it. I think it looks great. I remember back in the early 2000s, I thought the subway schemes were some of the best. Greg Biffle had a good one. Tony Stewart had a good one. Carl Edwards. worst.
1: I'm just happy to see him back in the sport. Because uh, the way they exited was kind of screwy. I don't know. There was some fishy business going on. They claimed Suarez breached their contract or something, but I'm just Dunkin glad donuts. to see him back. Yeah, because Dunkin' Donuts customers are definitely the same Subway customers.
2: Typically ends up being. I don't know. The I point. don't know about you. I love I love Dunkin' Donuts, but I also love getting a sub from Subway the same day.
1: Uh, I like Dunkin' Donuts, but something about Subway I just doesn't sit right with me. I'm a Jersey Mike's or Jimmy John's kind of person. Jimmy John's is goaded. Jimmy John's is insane. I love it. Which which? I uh, never tried it.
2: Oh, you're missing out. Which which? I don't which even is think there's one around tier. me
1: around us
2: uh Westchester. Uh okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about Richmond race of the weekend. Saw Martin Trex Jr. finding his way back into victory lane. Kurt Busch just about ruining his playoff chances courtesy of a tire failing on him and he uh, ended up making a mean hit or a mean smash on the wall. That was that was a nasty hit.
1: That was probably right in front of you, wasn't it? Yeah. Jeez.
2: a little, little past me
1: yeah um it was
2: a it was a it was a tough hit that's for sure I'll, t- I, I'll
1: tell you what there's still one race to go but uh looking at the cutoff for right now i don't think i anybody would have predicted that
2: i certainly didn't so we're looking at uh let's see pull it up michael mcdowell that william was- byron tyler reddick alex Bowman, all below the cut line uh Kurt Busch and Bowman are tied right now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but Michael McDowell's obviously out. Byron and Reddick can both make it in, but it's you know it, once again it's it's Bristol, anything can happen. But
0: mostly, yeah. I mean,
2: for the most part, Richmond that was I thought it was a pretty decent race. You had your your classic fuel mileage, your tire strategy, uh, your blunders on pit road, <clears throat> Chase Elliott, uh, and huh. overall some some good racing for the lead. I'll run through the top ten here. You got Martin Truex Jr. winning it. Uh, Denny Hamlin second, Christopher Bell third, Chase Elliott fourth, great rebound by him. Uh, Joe Liano fifth, Kyle Larson sixth, another good rebound. Chastain seventh, great, ru- great run by Chastain. Harvick eighth, Kyle Bush ninth, Ryan Blaine tenth. Jo- uh, JGR though, unbelievable night.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say, I feel like Joe Lagun is kind of flying under the radar right now. He's putting together some pretty solid runs right now, top fives, after having an absolutely terrible summer. Um, and, you know, I could see him doing another 2018 where he sneaks into the final four, and people don't really think he could win it, but you never know.
0: Yeah, as much as I dislike him, he really steps it up this time of year.
1: Yeah.
2: Adam, how did you feel about the race?
3: I was honestly disappointed when I saw Kurt just absolutely lose it. His tire just said, see
2: ya! He was screaming on the radio, too. I, I was listening to him. He was like, tire, tire, tire. Boom. Kabow.
3: Um, no, I thought it was a good race. Um, competitive. And to an extent, but um, I, was, I mean, I was just really, I wasn't displeased with the outcome but i wasn't satisfied with it. so honestly i can't remember much about it i've done a lot since then
2: so i thought chastain was gonna pull off the dub i mean not he chastain, was uh, chase he's Elliott.
3: Been running hot
1: i was thoroughly surprised by chase elliott's speed he's run well at richmond before but it's not his most consistent track so to see him outrun hamlin was really refreshing to me and i was I was getting my hopes up a little bit to finally see him win a race in person, but it didn't happen. But uh, I will say, uh, you know, I feel like the race overall was just an average Richmond race, nothing great, but nothing terrible. Uh, I would have liked to see more incidents, like more uh, natural cautions and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I feel like I don't want to say – I feel like – Richmond was better when it was a cutoff race because there was more desperation in the drivers. They were pushing each other to the limits more. And it just needs that extra excitement to really to really produce. I don't know what it is. best Richmond race I've been to was 2016, and you were there too, Henry.
0: 100%. Yep. The best R- Richmond race I went to it was that 2014 spring race when you had a uh... I believe it was Kenseth, Keselowski, Gordon, Logano going at it for like the last six laps. Need more of that. Uh, with the,
2: uh, the blue, like the light blue Keselowski's Yeah, the light game. blue
0: and Kenseth and uh, Keselowski okay. were mad at each other afterwards. And if there's a couple more laps, Kyle Busch would have won kind of thing. I, mean, I think
2: my favorite spring race was 2016. Just because but that was that was the season around. when they really started getting up on the high line, and I was sitting in turn four, terrible seats, because uh, we got them like in some promotion, but uh, so you really couldn't see the cars in front of you. But I remember Jimmy Johnson making the run up to the the top lane, and I thought he had blown a tire and he's about to destroy the wall, but he stuck it, and then all of a sudden more cars started heading up top, and that was I thought at that point Richmond was back, we were going to see insane racing, and then. It, same deal in the fall. Top lane was in, and I, I don't I don't know what happened after that. But that was I believe was a good year for Richmond.
1: That was I believe that dump and run where Carl Edwards uh, knocked yeah. Bush mm-hmm. out of the way.
2: Ben, what were your thoughts though about the race?
0: I thought it was a pretty good race. I mean, nothing that would show someone like, "See, this is why you got to watch NASCAR kind of race." But I thought you know, typical Richmond race. I thought the. Uh, Good stuff throughout the field. I like when tire fall-offs a, fall-offs a factor. Um, I hope, wishing there was 10 more laps so Hamlin could have caught Truex, but oh want solid race.
2: It's, it's tough to beat. You know, I, I do think that the Richmond races in the past, ever since they've gotten rid of it being the cutoff race, I think a little bit of the, uh, of the intensity has been lost just because you don't want to be super intense or you don't want to be super aggressive in, destroy your chances at a uh at a at a championship or moving on to the next round so i think i think that's really the case of all the the middle races of the playoffs just because you don't want to you're not gonna be super aggressive because it's not the first round of that round uh at the same time you don't want to be uh yeah it's it's the middle the middle race is always the toughest uh definitely not gonna be an issue with talladega but um some of the luster's gone but overall like i'd didn't watch it on tv i'm pretty sure i might have probably would have gotten bored with it on tv just because it's it's tough to watch fuel mileage races or uh strategy races on tv but when you're in person and you're seeing everything and you're you're smelling and you know hearing it all it's it's an exciting race
0: that and also i noticed the fan energy even throughout the race was high that's what kept me into it like i was sitting around a lot of elliot and trex fans because you know they were competitive they were getting into it so it was Great energy, in the crowd made it exciting, too. That fire truck was that insane. Was, that was nice.
1: Yeah, I will say it, tears. Was, it was probably one of the coolest experiences I've had as a fan just because of the anniversary of September 11th and how they honored it. It was just really exciting. Um, so really awesome to be there. I was a little disappointed by the flyover. I was expecting some kind of military jets. I was really Same. hoping for some some fighter jets or something, but overall still really cool to be there on, on the anniversary of September 11th. I'm glad, I'm glad Richmond, uh, you know, did a good job of honoring them and, uh, it was really cool to be there, I will say. And like, like Henry said, even if it's a boring race, just being there smelling burnt rubber and hearing the sound of the cars is just something else. Like I've never gotten I've never gotten bored watching the Cup Series at Richmond, even if it is a boring race. But because I just love the atmosphere.
2: Yeah, I agree. All right, so I mentioned it a second ago. It's tough to watch boring race. I actually I'm not going to say boring because it wasn't. It's tough to watch strategy races on TV, and it a lot of the, I won't say blame, but I mean it really comes down to who's announcing the race on TV. So. Let's do a uh, let's do a draft here uh, of oh. your ideal booth. But instead really of just going, going four announcers, draft. we're gonna split it up into different categories. So we got the first uh, first round, you're gonna need sorry, uh you're gonna need one announcer, one driver, past or present, one celebrity, and one fictional character. Okay. I'm it in the chat. So we'll go uh we'll go down the uh, down the order here. Uh me, Ben, Jay. Big Thomas, Big T, Big I T I don't this want to week. call him Big T. I don't like that. Big T this week. All right, first pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my announcer. I'm gonna go with uh, Alan Bestwick.
1: I do it. That's oh, also, man, um,
2: this year, this is your first draft, so you can't you can't copy pick. So you got to come up with someone. But it's a snake draft, so uh, for the driver, Adam gets first dibs. So I got Best Wake first round. All right, Ben, you ready?
0: I'm going to go with uh, Al- Adam Alexander from Fox Sports.
2: Not bad. Old double Mr. A.
0: Infinity. Double
2: A. All right, Jay.
1: My announcer, I'm going to go with Rick Allen because. The excitement in his Suarez. voice. The excitement in the his voice goes around. Look, I love Mike Joy. Don't get me wrong, I love him, but I just feel like Rick Allen can make things so much more exciting, and it really make you, really make you tuned in when he's when he's speaking loudly and just getting into it. So I love Rick Allen.
2: <laughs> and the over pronunciation of Suarez. 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 All right, Big T.
3: With the fourth pick,
2: Mike Joy. That was a layup right there. <laughs>
3: you <laughs> literally said it. I I have my whole I literally typed it out while you guys were doing your things, and right then Jada said Mike Joy. Uh, I was like, well, thanks, thanks, man.
2: <laughs> All right, driver Adam. With
3: the fifth pick, Big T chooses Ross Chastain smashing a watermelon over Mike Joy's head.
0: <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> okay. Out of the box,
2: <laughs> out of the box with the watermelons. That's, that's solid right there. All right, Jay.
1: Um, so there, as my driver, I don't know. I might be bending the rules with this one because he's a former driver turned announcer. But I'm gonna do Clint Boyer because no! he's ab- he's absolutely electric, and uh, you that, know, such a such no. a great personality.
2: You don't get another driver choice, Adam. No. Well,
3: obviously, I would have chosen him, but he falls under the announcer category now.
2: Uh, Too bad. I'd, I'll give it to him because he was a driver for longer than he's been an announcer. Too
1: bad. I bent their rules.
2: He did. Jay gets by on a technicality. He
0: did. Yeah. Benjamin. Actually, it's Benedict. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> who would have thought uh, we have driver... a podcast in 2022 with a benedict and a henry it's the most english thing i've ever heard in my life and i'm actually italian <laughs> of, course, of course you are
0: yeah so it's benedetto so yeah, cool. uh, there we go that's some good stuff you you've got it you've got to go
2: with Benedetto i don't know i'm gonna go with maddie steady. d
1: you have to. Yeah, I have to after if that. If I had Italian, I hope season, he cries maybe, in the booth. In
2: the last right
3: now.
1: Look, I like Maddie D, but he's kind of dry.
3: I hope he cries in the booth.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, <loud>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might as well just follow that up with Alex Bowman. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> Wait, speaking. Car.
3: Hang on. Speaking of Alex Bowman, Jay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Please go ahead. Huh?
2: Please. Alex oh. Bowman. Oh.
3: Bowman impression.
1: Oh yeah (laughs) i guess i won that race right (laughs) yeah i kind of crossed the finish line first wow that's so awesome i uh i'm gonna play with my dogs at night and maybe get a tattoo on my uh butt cheek (laughs) i kind of i kind of got the car stuck in the mud (laughs) uh shouldn't have done that i'm not used to winning (laughs) i don't know why you guys want to talk to me uh when you got baby jesus over there
2: (laughs) killed me every time that was good. All right, I'm going to go with Kurt Busch for my driver. He's got a good experience. He's fun to listen to in the booth. Uh, out of all the current drivers, I think he's probably the best announcer. Uh, Logano is pretty solid, but, you know, he, he gets to the point where he's smiling a bunch. And, you know, short, short, short track racing every every time. Every time. I like it. All right, so I guess I gotta go with uh, celebrity. Oh, I wasn't even thinking. Hit the tone. I I gotta think real quick, cause I don't want I want a long gap. But you're on the clock. I know. You're gonna choose Musk.
1: Minutes. You always do. What I said. You're no, gonna don't choose wanna Musk. Musk.
2: I don't want to do Hob Musk. I need someone who's actually. Oh, I got one. All right, celebrity. I'm going with Guy Fieri. Believe it. <laughs> sorry, 10. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I mispronounced it. Guy Fieri.
1: That dish was gangster.
2: It's either him or Gordon Ramsey. Ramsey would be pretty funny.
1: He would.
0: Benedict. Going to go with Blake Shelton. He's got some experience with the sport. Got that big personality. I think he'd be great in the booth. Solid. Not bad.
1: Be a good matchup with Clint. Clint. Uh, my celebrity, I don't know if I've used them before. Maybe Josh or you did, but uh, I'm going to go with Post Malone. Uh, he made that music video that uh, with Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin, so he's definitely got some interest in the sport. I think he'd be a good uh, good color commentator. It definitely adds some, like, oh, man, that was dope or something like that. In <laughs> <laughs> He definitely would um, not be you... sober. Okay. That's
3: dope, bro.
2: <laughs> between
1: <laughs> him, you, uh... <laughs> between him and Boyer and and Rick Allen, you can't tell me that's a hell of a lineup.
2: Um,
3: Ross Chastain smashing a watermelon over Mike Joy's head is a lot better.
2: Can you do that? Uh, can you do that impression again? Which one?
0: Best one. Oh, that was dope.
3: All right, Henry, ding me.
2: Uh, ding
0: coming.
3: The f- 12th pick, Donald Trump.
2: You
1: going Trump? Yes. Dude, Big he's league. announcing a boxing fight.
2: <laughs> what?
1: He's doing a boxing fight for. I think he's announcing a boxing fight, right?
2: Yeah, he did this past weekend, uh, him and Junior.
1: Trump
3: I just can't that? wait. I, I mean, that would yeah. be electric to be able to see Trump judge Ross Dane's form smashing the watermelon over Mike Doherty's head. Be like, no, nah, did it wrong. You're fired.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jay, fictional character. I'm sorry, Adam. My bad. My bad. My bad. Thank you.
3: Fictional character. Yeah, you you dinged the belt. You dinged it way too early, man. Um. Me on the clock. This one's tough I'm trying to be able to match it up with the booth. I got it's very diverse in, uh, I guess, personalities. Uh, Scooby Doo. Well, actually, it's sad because his counterpart Shaggy actually popped in my head. Roe, Donald. <laughs>
2: Let's go, Shaggy. <laughs> All right, so re- recap. So, who's who's on your team? All
3: right, so announcer Mike Joy, concussed by Ross Chastain with the watermelon, who gets fired by Donald Trump. Counterpart, Shaggy.
2: Not bad. Donald. RJ.
1: My fictional character is going to be uh, Jesse Pinkman. From breaking bad. And what? uh yeah. And uh anytime he sees a wreck happen, he's gonna be like, Yo, Mr. White, they wrecked bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> who's on your uh who's in who's in the booth for you?
1: Okay. Play by play, Rick Allen, uh Boyer. And Post Malone has color commentary and then Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad just to add in little ad-libs where he goes, yo, they wrecked
2: bee.
0: and then <laughs> yeah, that's it.
2: Alright, Benedict. Hit
0: it. I'm gonna go with Hank Hill from King of the Hill. They had that episode back in the 90s where he was a big Dale Earnhardt fan with the Winston Cup <laughs> thing and made fun of Jeff Gordon, so I think he'd be a good homage to those old school fans.
2: Dang it, Bobby!
0: <laughs> that was that's that is a perfect pick.
3: Dang it, Bobby! <laughs> Dang it, Bobby!
0: So my booth, I got Adam Alexander, Matt De Benedetto, Blake Shelton, and Hank Hill.
2: I sell propane and, and propane, propane accessories. accessories. All right, I'm gonna round it out. All right, rounding out my booth, I'm gonna go with a, uh, a classic children's TV show star. Uh, he's not going to be good for much but I'm going to go with Donnie Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. Great choice. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> They're wrecking a <in> turn four. <laughs> All right,
2: so I got uh, Alan Bestwick, Kurt Busch, Guy Fietti, and Donnie Thornberry.
1: Nice.
2: Someone get the soundboard
3: away from Henry.
2: <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump into uh, Dark Horse race winners for uh, Bristol night race. Shout out Doug Thomas going to be in the stands with Adam. Yeah. Can't believe it. It's it's about time. I know. Adam takes his dad to a Bristol race because his dad's a big football fan, loves going to different stadiums. And uh, if you think about it, Bristol is a big, football state it's a track inside or it's it's a track in a football stadium how cool is that so shout out doug thomas glad your son is finally taking you to a race that's big Uh, hopefully you guys have the time of your life and uh uh don't don't pay for all of adam's crap because he's apparently lined his pockets with money
3: actually this becomes actually on me so it's already been paid all right
2: so you're welcome Cold All right. Time. Let's go ahead and s- start with you, Adam. All right,
3: Rick. Let's hit it with the uh, Michael McDowell dark horse. I just have to do it for him. I feel bad. I don't. I feel. I do feel bad. Because <laughs> you know he's just he's just down there. But honestly, it would be kind, of, he'd be kind of electric if there was something that would happen. He was just able to s- he, he sneak gets by the wind.
1: Suarez again swore it for bodies McDowell
3: yeah so all right who's winning um honestly Kyle bush I'd love to see it uh, I would okay yeah just because as much as I would like to see him well I guess there's not enough room for cones um, almost clip a hauler door probably and lose a splitter this time uh, going in the garage I would love to see that however um, I would like to hear the commentary from him more about winning that race after just having a crappy playoff
2: so far and just see what happens alright Jay who you got this weekend
1: Uh, so I'm gonna go with I was betting I would put my money on Kyle Larson. He's been really close at Bristol before, um, and I definitely see him winning this weekend. And the Dark Horse is going to fly under the radar this week. I say, honestly, look out for uh, Chris Bell. I think he, he definitely could get the job done at Bristol. I'm calling him a Dark Horse because I definitely wouldn't call him a favorite to win, but he's still in the playoffs. And although he's pretty well above the cut line, he's not really in threat of uh, not making it. Um, I think he's still flying under the radar. Coming off some solid runs at Darling,
2: Good picks, good picks. Mr. Teacher, who you got this
0: weekend? The teacher's got as his dark horse, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., but I think KFB gets the W. That's what I'm talking about. A F B. All
2: right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fade that pick. Uh, race winner, I'm gonna go with Kurt Bush. knows he he knows he's on the cutoff line. He's great at Bristol. He's won there before multiple times. Uh, he knows what's on the table. Needs a great weekend. So what better way to secure yourself in the next round than a win? So I've got Kurt Bush winning this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna stick in Ganassi for my dark horse Ross Chastain. We've seen what he's been able to do the past couple weeks. He's really turned it on. He he's Able to run up in the top 10 at tracks not a super speedway so we know he's got speed uh short track chaotic uh, i would not be surprised to see ross chastain bumming up there at the end contending for a win but uh, make sure you tune in this weekend saturday september 18th 7 30 nbc sn it's a bristol night race it's going to be chaotic and we'll be here next week to talk about it we'll see you soon